I thought the presentation today was a very good one. I think it was well-received. I hope it was well-received. You have millions of people that are out there wanting to vote, and they happen to want to vote for me or the Republican Party, or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. But I'm the one running, and we are leading in every poll. We're leading in the uh, local polls, in the state polls, and we're leading in the swing state polls, and we're leading very big in the national polls. So it's been a very great honor. We love the country. I think the reason we have such big leads, frankly, is that they loved four years of us compared to the three years plus the three years that they've gone with Biden, where you have open borders, you have crime. Nobody's ever seen crime like this, what's happening. And now the crime is being committed, much of it by the migrants that have come in illegally to our country. Uh, I was wondering about that. I said, you know, a lot of these people come out of jails, they come out of mental institutions. They come out of places that you don't want to know about. We don't even know where they come from. We don't know who they are, where they are. They're being dumped in from mental institutions, from prisons and jails. And many terrorists are coming into our country. We're going to be paying a big price. They have to stop it. They have to close the border. By the way, the president can do it just by saying, I want the border. Okay, let's uh, break away uh, from the former president. Talk to Joan Biskupic, who's outside the court right now. Uh, Joan, uh, our tea leave uh, readers here uh, in studio have said that they think that this sounds very much like a number of justices, clearly a majority, uh, potentially even seven, eight, nine justices looking for an off-ramp to not uh, uphold the Colorado Supreme Court banning Trump from the ballot. Uh, what say you? Yeah. Well, you, uh, you had, one of your panelists had a reference to reading the room, and I have to say, in the room, uh, this argument ended actually much earlier than uh, 12.15, 12.30. Jonathan Mitchell, standing there defending the Trump position, really did not get a lot of tough questions. You know, we refer to this court as having a hot bench. This was a rather tepid bench today. I could see John Roberts actually getting unanimity, getting all nine justices to say that the Colorado Supreme Court erred as it ruled. Now, they, they would probably splinter a bit in their grounds, whether it's that states don't have this kind of authority or that uh, Congress has to take some make some legislation to have it take effect, or go to the officer point that I'm sure you've already discussed, that the presidency just simply isn't covered by the officer language. But you could feel it early on that they were not giving him the hard time that they often give a, uh, an advocate who they're going to challenge. And I think part of it is, you know, Jake, when this first started, so many people thought it was kind of an outlandish uh, case, that it was, you know, uh, something that started in academia, that it wasn't going to have legs. But the Colorado Supreme Court, you know, by a single vote, four to three uh, decision, said yes, Donald Trump should be eliminated from the ballot. Joan, I'm being told what that uh, I need to interrupt. I'm sorry, in I need to. I, was, Joan, I need to interrupt you. I'm sorry because uh, uh, former President Trump is taking questions, and I'm told we should. Uh, All right, I got, I got the gist. No question. Yeah, I got the gist. President Trump is practically yes. and morally responsible for provoking okay. the events of the day. He doesn't say that anymore. So let me just tell you that I heard and I watched, and the one thing I'll say is they kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. Because I think it was an insurrection caused by Nancy Pelosi. This was an insurrection, if it was an insurrection, which there were no guns, there were no anything except for the fact that they shot Ashley Babbitt. Somebody from at least four shot Ashley Babbitt. So unnecessary, so sad, so horrible. 
But there were no guns. There were no anything. But if you take a look at my words, right after, you take a look at my speech from the Rose Garden, which was very shortly after, or you take a look at my... I'm only on Truth now, but at that time, we were tweeting, and I was on Twitter. If you take a look at those five or six tweets, you will see very beautiful, very heartwarming statements. Go home, the police are doing their job, etc., etc. Beautiful statements. If you see my statement made in the Rose Garden, I think you have to watch that, because today they said the words of Trump. Now, if you take a look at the words of Democrats over the last period of time, look at Schumer's statement about the Supreme Court on the steps of the Supreme Court. He sounded like a mob boss. Take a look at uh, any of them. Take a look at any. We, we put together a tape of vicious, violent statements made by Democrats. Nobody brings that up. Take a look at Maxine Waters and the vicious statements that she made. I didn't do that. I said peacefully and patriotically. The speech was called Peacefully and Patriotically. It's pe peacefully and patriotically. He said I said bad statement. It was the exact opposite. So I think you should take a look at the statements that I made uh, before and after, and you'll see a whole, a whole different uh, dialogue. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, you just mentioned Chinese President Xi. Uh, you said that you were going to impose 60% tariffs to get back in office. Can you explain your rationale there? We want to bring business back to the U.S. They're stealing our business. They're taking our business at levels that nobody's ever seen before. By doing that, we bring business All back. right. Uh, it's turned back into a, a campaign appearance. Uh, let me uh, go to Caitlin Collins now outside uh, uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, Caitlin, um, it appears from uh, the questions asked that uh, Donald Trump's side had a, had a good day at the Supreme Court today. Yeah, Jake, it is interesting, though, what he's getting into there is really not even something that his attorney, who is arguing before the nine justices taking their questions, got into in much of those arguments, which is actually what happened on January 6th and Trump's role that day. He was referencing there parts of his speech on the ellipse that day where, where he told people to, to be peaceful. He ignored how he also told them to fight like hell or they wouldn't have a country anymore that day or how long it took him to urge the rioters to go home that day, despite how he and his top aides were having many conversations about that with his own you know, children pleading with him to put out statements. And yet he declined to do so for hours, Jake. Of course, we heard much more from Donald Trump as he was standing outside Mar-a-Lago, preparing to go to Nevada and weighing in on what happened today. For more on that, I want to bring in CNN's Daniel Dale. Daniel, obviously, there's several fact checks in the former president's comments, including just the one I heard about crime alone, saying that crime is up when actually in 2023, most crime in major categories was actually down. Yeah, you've done some good fact checking there yourself. He also <laughs> said this was an insurrection caused by Nancy Pelosi. Th that's an insane statement. Like that's beyond, you know, fact check false. That that is completely deranged. This was a mob of pro-Trump supporters called to town, urged to be wild by Trump himself. Nancy Pelosi tried to protect the Capitol, tried to summon National Guard troops. Completely just absolute bonkers nonsense. He also said there were no guns, something we've heard again and again from him. There were in fact guns. We may not ever get a complete uh, list of how many 
many guns were there because most of the rioters were permitted to go home without arrest that day. But some people were arrested with guns. I have a list here. Mark Maz of Indiana, two loaded handguns, arrested, sentenced to prison. Uh, Guy Reffitt of Texas, he had a uh, firearm at enter Capitol grounds. Christopher Alberts of Maryland had a pistol during the riot. Jared Thomas Barger of Missouri uh, pleaded guilty to having a, a gun on Capitol grounds that day. So this idea that's taken hold in parts of the right, uh, fueled by Trump, that there were no guns that day, completely not true, Caitlin. Yeah, and also, you know, they used other weapons, including flagpoles and spray to beat up these cops. And then just one more, of course, you know, he talked about the mental institutions and, and people letting immigrants out and coming into the U.S. from that. We've also asked the Trump campaign for, for facts on that. They've never been able to provide any evidence.